Why did you come here? I work with my uncle. You scared of him? Oh, he's a, he's the nicest man in the world. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon is an expansive historical crime drama. It's the true story of the murder of about 30 Native Americans in Oklahoma in the 1920s by those who wanted to steal access to their oil rights. It features some superb acting from Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, and especially newcomer Lily Gladstone. And the production values are top notch, but this sprawling drama meanders while skipping some important elements. Look, not to second guess Scorsese, but I think this would have been better as a 10 hour miniseries or a two-hour movie. Change happened faster than when you were young. This company is now a gender-neutral, carbon-neutral, 21st-century lifestyle brand. I don't know what any of that means. If you like comedian Bill Burr, you might enjoy his directorial debut, Old Dads, where he plays a man struggling in a politically correct world. This is similar ground to what Burr deals with in his stand-up comedy, although it feels like he's pulling his punches in this movie. Why is betrayal an important concept to you? It has a long family background. This week we also get a few interesting documentaries. The Pigeon Tunnel is the last interview of Cold War spy novelist John Le Carre. Filmmaker Earl Morris always makes fascinating documentaries, but truthfully, I found this one a little bland. Growing up here on Silver Dollar Road was so magical. And finally, Silver Dollar Road is the very interesting and a little bit messy look at one family's struggle to protect their land from developers and the two men who went to prison for refusing an order to abandon their homes. Okay, yeah, this is our beach. Uh -huh. This is our land. Right? Mm -hmm. This is our water, our club, everything. And that's what's new this weekend at the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. The man to my right needs no introduction. He's Sean McBride, the movie guy. <laughs> you knew that before I even said a word about it. But he's here today to preview some movies that are coming to theaters near you. Uh -huh. uh, some of these are more anticipated than others. Oh, and yes. in my mind, whenever you throw some of these big names we're about to talk about, you can either have a really good film or you can have a film that doesn't meet expectations, yeah. or you can have a dud. All of those are possibilities, mm -hmm. even when you're throwing out some of the best filmmakers and some of the greatest actors, actors yeah. of our time. When you put Robert De Niro in with Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. in with a director, <laughs> Martin, Martin Scorsese, Scorsese yeah. you would think naturally, this has got to be the best movie ever. But let's be honest, not all Martin Scorsese movies have been terrific. Some of them have been yeah. not well received. And quite frankly, I didn't like his last one, The Irishman. So we didn't know what we we're going to get here on we're talking about Killers of the Flower Moon. I was about to get there. Killers of the yeah. Flower Moon, which has been a book that got wide acceptance and mm -hmm. was well read and has now become a movie. And again, it's always the problem. How do you get the story told now in that short of a period, two hours or a little over two hours? No, no, it's not two hours. Is it three? Three hours and 26 minutes. See, but I think it would take that long to tell the story. Now, so, the problem is sitting through three hours yeah, and 20 minutes. I was so pleased that my bladder held out for three hours and 26 really? minutes. I didn't see a second of the credits, though. The second this movie was over, I was running towards This the is a fascinating story to uh -huh. me. It's a footnote of American history that most people have no knowledge of. Absolutely. Yeah, set up against, the, in the 1920s, it's the Osage Nation, they're put on a reservation, but they find, discovered oil on their land. And so suddenly everybody in the tribe gets a piece of the land rights. And so they're suddenly very, very wealthy. 
well, forces conspire to steal their land and their, their uh, money. And basically a bunch of these people start dying. Some of them are just mysterious, like wasting diseases and they pass away, but some of them are outright murdered. And this is the story of that. Now the book, it's the story of a fledgling organization that's gonna become the FBI. Right. Um, but Scorsese's not interested in lawmen. He's always more interested in villains. Sure. And so this is a, a movie where we get um, Leonardo DiCaprio as a young man coming home from World War One. He goes to work for his uncle, played by Robert De Niro, and uh, he meets this woman and kind of falls in love with her, uh, Lily uh, Gladstone. There, she is a she is just a native woman. He falls, he gets married, they have kids, but all of her sisters and her mother, they all start dying. And so it becomes a question, can she survive or is she next? Because, you know, when she dies, who, who gets the rights to her land? It's, right. Um, it's Jesse Plemons shows up as the uh, FBI guy. But like I say, he doesn't show up till two and a half hours into this movie. So this, he's not really the focus of this, you know? Um, Look, like I said, this is an interesting movie. Like you said, it is a great setup. Uh, I think this is really a fascinating thing. Very violent, it's Martin Scorsese, you can expect that. Great acting. Um, Gladstone, I think, in particular, is very good. She plays the heart of this movie. But De Niro is having a ball playing a larger-than-life character. Uh, DiCaprio plays a character who's kind of dumb and is easily swayed, and so it's not a very showy role. I think he does a good job here. But um, and the production values, the cinematography. I was going to say, that's what I always yeah. look for in a Scorsese movie, is yeah. the cinematography. Visually but superb. But I hear a but coming here. There is a but. It's three hours and 26 minutes. And, and is it because it's slow? Is it? N no, but here's the, here's the issue. It starts off and you get all these shocking murders, right? And so na naturally you're going, oh, I want justice for these people. Right, you know, right. I want the killers to go to prison. And then we do two hours of the machinations of the bad guys and how they're, you know, what they're planning next and stuff. And by the time we finally get to justice at the end, it's become sort of an afterthought. And that's interesting because Scorsese's always been more interested in the bad guys. Yeah. But it's usually the bad guys fighting other bad guys or people who perhaps are a little morally, you know, we can kill them because it's like, oh, they're, they may yeah, not be right. perfect. This one, they're just killing innocent people and they, they sort of get forgotten. And that kind of bugs me here. Well, I, I would say that the other thing, I always feel like Scorsese is kind of going against the grain as always in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You know, where people are of the belief that people can't hold their attention for more than 10 seconds. <laughs> He's always been of the opinion, if you make a good enough story, you can keep people's attention. Yeah. Hence, three hours and 20 minutes. And you can look at his other movies as well yeah. to find the kind of the same it, thing. It certainly has plenty of pace. It goes well. Um, but like I said, by the end of three hours and 20 minutes, my head, my heart, they decided kind of, yeah. kind of checked out. So, there, okay. so. So you, here's, here's the irony is, I think this is a better movie if it's focused down to a two minute, because there's a lot of stuff that I that I didn't you know need right. to see. Right. Or if it's expanded into like a 10 hour miniseries, because there's a lot of stuff also that I wanted to see that didn't end up okay. this. So he hates he hates television. But though. by far, this is the movie of the week, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's the one everybody will want to it, see. It, would this think. week and next week, you okay. know, so. And, and Except then, for the Taylor Swift one, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't go there. We've already explored that, and it's already made more money than anybody can imagine. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about what else is there. If you don't want to go see this, the theaters, what are my other options? Uh, home streaming, I would say probably the biggest title is over Netflix. It is Old Dads. It's a comedy. It's Bill Burr. You may know him. He's a stand-up 
comedian. He's known for being really foul-mouthed, and he's kind of that angry old man that's his character here. So this is the same thing. He and his buddies, it's Bobby Cannavale, it's Bokeem Woodbine. They are three guys who are struggling to live in a modern world where everybody is woke and politically correct and doing things that they, you know, hate. Um, look, it's, it's, it's got its moments. It's very in tune with his stand-up, but I think he pulls his punches quite a bit here. Yeah. So um, it's got a lot of profanity, but I don't think it's... Um, he doesn't really hit those comic jabs that really connect. But it's got its moments. I enjoy okay. some of it. And then we're, we're coming into a time of the year when you start to see documentaries roll exactly. out because you want to get them out before award season yeah, comes, Yeah, and, right? and voting, you know, and, yep. and you need to get them out soon enough so the critics will watch them before the big heavy hitters show up right. and their things. But, hey, look, we have two this week. The one that I think is probably the most notable is called The Pigeon Tunnel, and this is a documentary from Earl Morris. A lot of people know him and are mm -hmm. fans of his work. It's an interview. It's the last interview with uh, the the novelist Jean Le Carré. He is the guy who did Taylor Tinker, Soldier mm -hmm. Spy, and the spy that came in from the cold. And it's, uh, Morris is obviously a fan, and so he's having this long conversation. I'll be honest with you, he didn't really say anything revelatory in this. He kind of talks about his life, but not about his love but life. But you know, and there'll be a lot of people who have no idea who John Le Carrier is. So yeah. I, this mm -hmm. would be, you know, an insight for those yeah, and, and certainly, you know, I, I came off of this and I said, you know, I want to go watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy right, again. Right. I think those are, I, I just, I found this one a little cold and a bit of a remove for it. Okay. The other one that is a lot more hot-blooded but also a little messy is a film called Silver Dollar Road. It takes, uh, it's the story of this family in North Carolina right after slavery, after emancipation, they bought a parcel of land and they hold this land, it's 65 acres. And what ends up happening though, sometime suddenly a, a developer shows up and says, no, no, we own this land. And so it's the family saying, no, no, well, we've been living on this land for a hundred years now. And these two brothers who refuse to leave, a judge throws them in jail for trespassing for eight years. And wow. so this is one of those travesty, a justice type documentaries. And I think that works very well. But that being said, it's also very murky. I don't know if it's because the filmmakers couldn't actually figure out what was going on or if the family was perhaps, you know, keeping some things close to the vest. Either way, I'm not sure how the developer got the land or, you know, got the, the right. rights or the deed right. to it, you know. And um, it's just a little weird at times, a little messy, but it's certainly there's enough there to get your passions flowing. So this one is uh, over on Amazon. Okay. Right. We didn't say that. Netflix for old dads and right. uh, Apple TV for the Pigeon Tunnel. All right, so there you go. A couple of things to choose from on mm -hmm. a warm weekend across yeah. Southeast Texas if you want to be inside. Or you can go see Taylor Swift again. That's what you're doing, right? Uh, actually, I'm <laughs> waiting for my ticket to be purchased by my residence Swifty, and then I'm probably okay. be right there. I suspect she'll take you. <laughs> hey, I think, yeah, what's, what's, you know, the fifth time or whatever. There you go. Uh, <laughs> to see the movie. All right, Sean, thank you as uh -huh. always. Sean sure. McBride, the movie guy, comes by every Friday to talk about what's new in entertainment.